0: Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Friday, July the 16th, 2021. On this edition of The Politocrat, black women leading, and where are you on voting and safeguarding voting in the United States of America? Please do not leave this to black women Because black women have been doing this forever. And it's about time, damn time, that other people on mass join them. Welcome back. And I want to thank you for listening on this Friday. Here we are. It is Friday, the end of the conventional work week. And for those of you who are employed and fortunate enough to be and you do the conventional work, week, well, congratulations. You've made it to those of you who are out here who are not employed at the moment. Just keep moving. Keep moving forward. It's very difficult, obviously, for you and your situation. And it is a very trying time for you. And I send my most sincere support and heartfelt um, wishes of things turning around for you as we head toward the back stretch of July. I mean, we're now in the second half of July. See? See how time is zooming by? I keep telling you, dear listener, that this year is zooming by. Not Aretha Franklin's who's zooming who by, but zooming by like 98 miles an hour on a 50 mile an hour stretch of road. It's really going fast, going fast. It's vanishing before your eyes. And that means that what I'm going to be talking about on this episode is imperative to respond to. We have a duty to Protest, make our voices heard, call our senators at 202-225-3121 or 202-224-3121. We have an imperative to email them, to write them. But we've got to be heard. Because there are a lot of people up for re-election next year. And some of the people who were in their seats in the Senate and in other places are not running next year. Next year is going to be a momentously important year, but this year is as well. And we have to take the steps now to prevent any tyranny from the Republicans, because they've already shown us that they're tyrannical. They've been showing you you that for nearly 80 years now, how tyrannical they are. Well, let's make it more like close to 70 years, right? Actually, I'd say maybe 60, because LBJ, LBJ, Dwight D. Eisenhower he definitely he had his faults for sure. Um, probably was the last Republican president who wasn't like this, but everyone since has been. Starting with Richard Nixon. What a disaster! And we have to wake the hell up, and, and not wake up, but act up, uh, to borrow a phrase from the 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 activist group uh, who. Um, protested the way the government dealt with HIV AIDS. You know, we have to act up. We have to get out here. And if we can't get out here because of this pandemic, we've got to make the phone calls. Either way, we've got to do something. Do something. And I am really wondering about whether people are engaged or not, because we can't just wait until 2022 to vote or 2021 in the mayoral election, for example, in New York to vote. We can't wait for that we can't wait for that we've got to be laying the groundwork now because the Republican Party which is not a party anymore is doing this right now and why do you think the Texas Democrats are doing what they're doing they are absolutely trying to safeguard any semblance of democracy any semblance of it and we know there really isn't one here in the United States but the Texas Democrats walked out of the legislature in Texas and bunked off, as it were, to Washington, D.C. for a reason. So that these draconian, banana republic, fascist, totalitarian laws around voting cannot succeed or be passed. And they are ready to have their sleeping bags and be out for months. And I know Greg Abbott, the governor, is saying, oh, they're going to be arrested when they get back here. But so what? If they've got to be arrested, so be it. I mean, heck, if we've got to be arrested, it's a small price to pay to make a stand and take a stand. And countless generations are counting on us. That's the other thing that people aren't getting. There was something to get yesterday. A protest at the Hart Senate office building in Washington, D.C., powered by black women. You have to listen to the black women you're about to listen to and hear. One of them is Latasha Brown of Black Voters Matter. And there are numerous others as well. I'll talk a lot more about this after what you're about to hear for the next few minutes. And I really do want you to pay very close attention to these women. They are not playing around here. And we need to turn up the volume on these senators whether they are Republicans or whether they are Democrats. We need to turn the heat up on the backsides of Joe Manchin. Turn the heat up on his ass. For God's sake, man, turn the heat up on Joe Manchin's ass. Turn the heat up on Senator Kirsten Sinema's ass. Turn the heat up. You can't go through a summer and not deal with this. This is when these guys strike the hardest, when the summer's here. Because you're all distracted. We're all distracted. Even if we're not traveling, we're all distracted. And these people are going to just fiddle around with the apparatus and screw us out of a voting opportunity. And then turn around and say, oh, well, there's voter fraud, which is non-existent. So we've got to get active. And so you've got to listen to this, courtesy of Roland Martin, who videotaped the whole thing yesterday. And I'm just taking just a small portion of audio here with his kind permission. And I do thank him for for doing this because it's just invaluable. And by the way, support Roland Martin Unfiltered. He's the only daily digital show out here. Black owned, the only one. And you need to go to rolandmartinunfiltered.com and you need to go to his YouTube channel. You need to support him. You need to support him. And give him a few dollars, please, something. Because he works really hard to get you the news that you don't get anywhere else. So, you know, this is really big right now. And can't take any chances. We've got to execute the plan to vote. We've got to. We can't allow anyone to turn us around. We can't. Here now are a number of black women that you're going to hear. And I'm not even going to... Say anything about any of this until after you've heard it in its entirety or at least about 10 minutes or less of it. So here is what happened on Thursday, July the 15th, 2021, inside and outside of the Hart Senate office building in Washington, D.C.
1: Out, our children all out, all over the country. Church, sports, sports here. entertainers, all of us lives. have got to go fight for our freedom or we're going to lose it. We That's it literally how close years. we've come. And here we are, 40 years later. Okay. Will you be back at the I will be back yes, as we long will. as I can. This is what I'm democracy so looks like. This, this not is not what this democracy looks like.
2: This is what democracy looks
3: like. This is what This is keep playing. Don't give
2: up. This is what democracy This is
3: what democracy keep This is what democracy looks like.
1: This is what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. This is what
2: democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. This is what
4: democracy looks
2: like. This is what democracy looks like
1: and they, everything they gave us they took away every law you can think about they can just write up just just with a step you with a pen take our rights man. away We appreciate you not filming these me security measures thank you Well voting should be fundamental for everybody mm-hmm. there should be no laws people should be able to vote and register from the day they're born and choose not to vote or not <laughs> This is all mechanism to keep black this people from voting.
2: Looks like and if democracy. we don't vote, the country goes go. down. Like. we don't vote, they don't win. This is what democracy looks like. 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 This is what
3: democracy looks
2: like. This is what democracy looks 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 like.
4: This
3: is what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks
1: like. I'ma just got the car. Okay. All right. All right. I'll see you guys. Okay. Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'll be back. I'm never gonna back down. Never gonna stop. Fighting to my death, and my kids are gonna fight. Come on. Not gonna do it to us again. Sixty years of this. All the bills, 13, 14, 15th Amendment, 1964, 65, and we're back here again? Are you kidding me? I'm madder than I've ever been. Death or vote. You're going to have to vote. And I'm telling everybody, if the black people stop from voting, everybody loses. It's not a black battle, it's a democracy battle. All the dumb Democrats need to be out here, all the people of, of color, and all the people of Righteousness need to be out here. It's not a black battle. It's a moral battle. It's a moral law They're trying to take everything from us. If we don't vote We die If we don't vote Jim Crow If we don't vote Separate bathrooms if we don't vote slavery Natasha
0: So if somebody's watching and they're saying, why get arrested, what's the whole point? It's fruitless. What do you tell them? No, it's not fruitless.
2: Anytime that black folks have stood up, right? Whenever we work together, when we stand for what is right, it makes a difference. We have to recognize, we have to resist. When people are coming at our community, when people are trying to deny us our right, when people are trying to deny us our humanity, it is up to us to take a stand. That we literally have to do something. You can't let people attack your community and there's no response. So we are here. We will be here every single week that we've got to be here because we're not going to go back. That our people have fought too long. There are folks who have died. That where I'm from in Southern Alabama on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, where our people literally gave their lives right? And we're beat and we have blood still on the bridge because we stood for the right to vote. This place literally does not have the right to undermine our democracy. This place does not have the right to undermine our humanity. We're standing here not because we believe in a system. We believe in us and we believe in our own agency. And we believe that in our agency, we have the right to make a decision. Any decision being made about me and my family, I have to be a part of that decision-making process. And so anybody that's watching this, every day, there are decisions that are being made in this place that are impacting our children, that are impacting our families, that are impacting our community. And you have a responsibility to stand for. You have a responsibility to stand for what it is that you believe in. So, no, this isn't a matter of what. What is right what what should you do or does it matter or not Anytime I'm operating the fullness of my power, because God gave me that, not the U.S. Constitution. It is God that says that I have agency that gave me that because my life matters and all the people in my community, our lives matter. And if we believe that we have to stand on it, we have to act on it. And so that's why we're here at the Senate and we'll continue to go to the Senate and we'll go to the White House and we'll go to the Congress and we'll go to the streets. We gonna go wherever it's going to take for us to go because we ain't going back.
3: and and there's no excuse for anybody so all those pillow watchers that think they have rights all those couch warmers that think they doing something all those people that want to wax philosophical about whether or not black women ought to be here, right here, right now. We have a word for them. It's time for you to get up and join us. And it's not just a black thing. It is for every one of us. This democracy, I thought on one day, it was about one group of people. Now I have an understanding that there's a group of people in power here that will perish. They will give up on democracy to keep power. Now, anybody that understands that, that's what time it really is. So it is not about a partisan thing it is not about a black thing and it's not just about my interests. this is about some of us have bled into this and all of a sudden when we get the right to have some majority ruling it's going to be a new day i think not we have come to washington i traveled here from georgia I'm sitting in hot DC to say not on my watch. No. But but they're doing this not because we're losing family. We are winning. We are
2: changing the political landscape in this country. We are changing what it looks like. And so that is literally why this fight is about. This fight is because people are stepping up. This fight is because people came out and voted last election. Deborah.
3: Yes, step
1: on
2: So we are glad that people are here, but we're going to keep coming out. We came from Georgia and we're bringing back buses. We will continue to come out. We helped to get the vote in Georgia, to help to get two U.S. Senators and to help to flip the state and we will not be deterred. So we came up from Georgia and we came to D.C. and we're going to keep coming. We're going to keep coming and we're going to keep coming. We're going to keep voting. We're going to keep coming because this is how democracy works. This is what democracy looks like. When Black women. Come on, come out and stand on. on the front line. That's when things change and That's we right. changed this last election. and That's We're going right. to change the next election. So our message to our congressional representatives is if you don't represent us, someone else will, because we will vote. Yes. yes please. Ariel Singleton, please. tell us about
4: the black youth. Black youth, get out at numbers. We've proven that we come out in record numbers. There used to be a divide just amongst us and our ancestors and our people that were in front of us saying that we sit down and we're too lazy. One thing that they did is they stood behind us this election season, showing us what we had to do, standing behind us, giving us the education, saying our vote matters, letting us know that we have to take it seriously because during the pandemic, we saw too much that they are falling. And so we had to realize that at some point, we have to hold ourselves accountable too. And the thing is, is when we hold ourselves accountable, when you say that the children are the future and the youth are the future and the youth come out and show you that they care about their future and you decide to strip them away because it worked too well for you, that you want to keep them quiet and shut them up and shush them like they're babies, it's not fair. Today is not the day that we're going to accept this. We're not going to accept it tomorrow either. So we have to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. Like Ms. Scott said, we're going to have to do that. We have something on the table called for the people, for the people. I'm not just talking about one set of people or people behind these doors, people that have money in their pockets. I'm talking about the people all people so until all people included lgbtqia plus women black women black men black youth kids indigenous individuals black and brown students until that happens we will not stop and even when it happens we won't stop because we're going to hold you accountable because you need to maintain it. Can't so, stop, so, stop. so
3: coming from georgia all of us that organized in Georgia stand on the shoulders of Dr. Lowry, of course, Dr. King. But Reverend James Armage was the organizer that taught us how to do what we needed to do. And we have today his very own Jamila Armage to put it down and connect all of those dots from then till now. And Jamila, you got to drop it for this moment.
1: All I want everybody to
2: understand, being the daughter of the late Reverend James, James Orange, who -hmm. stood in a jail cell about to die for this right, is that we came this long way. He and my mother, Mrs. Cleopas Orange, they fought for this right. They thought we had it. And now we're fighting for it again. It is a tad bit overwhelming that I'm still fighting this, this fight that they thought they had won. But that's okay because we are going to take it all the way. And that means we're coming to a street near you. We're not going down lightly. And so be prepared because the legacy of all of the civil rights, all of the human rights, all of the labor rights activists, we're coming together as a collective to demand that we
1: have the proper right to vote. Thank you.
0: Now look here. Did you make a phone call to... A U.S. Senator this week Did you call your own United States Senator This week What you just heard Is Some of the audio from Roland Martin, courtesy of Roland Martin Thank you very much Roland um, For that audio And for all the work you do sir And What you just heard there were black women Yesterday Yesterday Thursday, July 15th, 2021. Just outside and then inside before that, the Senate office building, the Hart Senate office building, demanding voting rights for the People Act passage and passage of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And you heard that these are women who are not playing around. And we need to join these women. We need to join these women right now. We need to join them. It's not a matter of telling the black women you heard from just then, right on, sister, and I hear you. Uh Uh-uh. That is not where we are right now. I don't think that Latasha Brown of Black Voters Matter, and I've talked about her many times, mentioned her on this podcast a number of times, and, you know, had been trying to speak with her, but she's just been too busy. It's just impossible at the moment. And obviously, what she is doing, along with a number of other black women, is too important. But this is not a time for telling Latasha Brown or any of the other women you just heard from right on, I hear you, sis. Right on, sis. I, that's not what this is about now. And they don't want to hear that either. They do not want to hear that. They want you out here with them on the street they want you out there. If you're someone who is not wearing a mask or is someone who is very comfortable going out and protesting, do so. Do a protest in your city. Do a protest in D.C. Do a protest of some kind. Get yourself out there. Get people together of like minds and go to your municipal capital. Go to the a local office of your United States senator, go to D.C. if you can, and go in front of the Hart building, join these sisters, and stand up for the rights that people died for in this country. Why are black women the only people out here doing this? And I know, yes, there's some allies here and there, and I know that they were in attendance yesterday. But aside from the few people who were there to support, where the hell is everybody else? Where is everybody else? It can't only be black women doing this. It can't be a nation just sitting back with its eyes just glazed over and their heads bowed in iPhones. It can't be that way anymore. One of the things that came out of what you just heard and when I was thinking about it as I was listening was that this kind of activism was not necessarily present when President Obama was in office. And I'm not commenting on these particular women. I'm just saying at large and in general. I spoke about this earlier this week. I've spoken about it many times before. I've talked about the fact that when President Obama was in office, you only had a few core groups of activists raising the alarm and and challenging President Obama and pretty much everybody else gave gave him a pass. And that's changed now because these particular women in this instance here voted for Joe Biden. I voted for Joe Biden. Some of you listening voted for Joe Biden. And we can't afford to be sitting here la dee As I said yesterday, the day before, we cannot la-dee-da this until 2022. We've got to act now. I've been saying this forever. And if you are a regular listener to this podcast, first of all, I thank you. And I thank anyone, uh, all of you who are listening at this moment as well. But if you've listened on a regular basis to the Politocrat Daily Podcast, you will know that I have said forever that we've got to get active, that being woke is BS, that we have to act. And that it's not about numbers, it's about passion. That was only a few black women that you saw there. But I'm telling you, they're going to mobilize more people and more people are going to come next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. This is not about numbers, it's about passion. And then that groundswell of passion turns into numbers. So I I tell you, in many cases, numbers are overrated because they don't exist in a vacuum. It's about the level of passion you have that brings numbers. And it seemed like there were a thousand black women out there yesterday, yesterday in DC at the Hart Senate Office Building because of the passion, the urgency of this moment. And we can't afford the rhetoric anymore from the moderates. We can't afford the rhetoric, of course, from the poisonous, toxic Republican Party, which is not a party now. It is an absolute gangster syndicate. We can't afford that. These people are stripping away your rights right in front of your face. And what are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? This is our mission now. Nothing else counts. Nothing. Because the vote is the only thing we've got. I'm that serious. The vote is the only thing we have in this country. Think about that for a second. Our vote is the great equalizer, if you will. because with our vote, we get the power and we have the power to decide who we want in the White House and who we want in the out House. To paraphrase Malcolm X, with our vote we get to determine who is going to control the Senate. We get to control and determine whether or not there's going to be any more stimulus checks. We get to determine all this with our vote, not with anything else. And the politicians are scared to death of our vote and of us voting, especially these Republicans, which is why they are doing what they are doing. And we need to be out here, out there with the black women you heard from, some of whom got arrested yesterday. You heard the urgency in the voices of these black women. Black women always know what time it is. And the rest of us never seem to or just don't give a damn. We have abdicated our responsibility, it seems to me. And we have to stand up now. There are literally no more excuses to be made. You are seeing America, and I've always said that it's been like this for a long time going to hell in a handbasket. It's happening right in front of you. And what's happened is, is that I think so many of us are so numb. And some people just don't give a damn because they're lazy and indifferent and selfish and self-centered and just don't give a rat's about anything. As long as they get their next meal, as long as they're doing what they're doing, they don't give a damn about anyone else. We have got to get going here. I keep saying this. I've said it all this week. I've said it on a number of occasions throughout this calendar year. And I said it all throughout the election of 2020, all the elections of 2020 primaries and the general. I've been saying this for over a year now. We have got to get involved. We've got to. And while every single one of us can't go to DC and every single one of us can't go out on the street and do the activism in that way, there are a million other ways to do this. There's so many other ways to fight this. There really is. Optimally, it is good to get out and bring a protest, mobilize people in your city, in your state, show up at a senator's office, whatever it is, whether that office is local or in D.C. This is critical. How the hell is it that there's only a few people, specifically a few black women, and no one else? That's just disgraceful. First of all, I want to thank, by the way, each of each of those black women, from Barbara Arnwine, to Representative Joyce Joyce Beatty, to activist Tamika Mallory, to activist and Black voters matter founder co-founder Natasha Brown. I mean, I can go down the all down the list. We have got to support these women, but more than that, we have got to come out. And make ourselves heard. We've got to make our voices heard. How on earth is it. That only black women are out there. Protesting. Where the hell is everybody else? And get this. This is just six months after. You had thousands of white men. And some white women. And a few. Brown and Asian folk. And maybe one or two black people. Bum-rushing and storming the United States Capitol building. How the hell do we have a blooming excuse to be sitting at home and not to be out there with the black women protesting, demanding and demanding our voting rights? How do we have any excuse to be sitting at home? Obviously, there's a pandemic. Yes, obviously. And people must exercise caution. And wear a mask. And get fully vaccinated. I've said this all year long. Enough with the pictures and the posts on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. In terms of, oh I got vaccinated. Enough of that. And I said this before. I, I People have a right to do that. But I'm sorry. There are some really dire times here now. With the pandemic obviously. With this Delta variant. There's no time for all of this cutesy cutesy stuff in terms of this, this vaccine you've got to get vaccinated and you've got to get on the on the line here because as i said i'm going to repeat this again in january you had thousands of people committing violent terrorist acts on the u.s capitol building january 6 2021 and on jan and on and literally i'm, I'm telling you six months hence Six months after that, on July the 15th, 2021, you had only a few people on the front lines fighting and protesting, fighting for voting rights. How the hell do you explain that? There were people willing to die on January 6th by being violent, and some people did die. And what, we're going to just give up without a fight when it comes to voting rights? We're going to just, as the lady said, you heard one of the ladies say, we're just going to just let this happen and turn around and have all this stuff undone? That's what the Republicans have done. They've totally undone the last 60 blooming years. What was the march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge for? What was Bloody Sunday all about then? What was all the marching in Montgomery about? What was all that about? What was the plan by Amelia Boynton to recruit Dr. King and have him lead this march? What were all those plans that she made about? And Diane Nash and, and all the things that people like Fannie Lou Hamer said. What, what was that all worth? If what you've got now is Republicans... Sending us right back to 1961. 60 blooming years. Overturned. In a second. Not exactly a second, but you know what I mean. People died. People died. They were murdered. Andrew Shana, Shwana. Excuse me, Andrew, let me start again. Andrew Goodman, Mickey Schreiner, James Cheney, Lila Louisa, James Reeb, Jimmy Lee Jackson. I can go on and on and on. They all died in vain? Really? So that we could just sit on our asses and not do anything about what's going on? It's an absolute disgrace. Black women, as usual, are leading. Because that's what black women do. They lead. And they're not asking for credit. I talked about this just the other day. They're not asking for your credit. They're not asking for your thanks. They're not asking for your praise. They want you to join them. So join them, won't you? Won't you? Won't you join them? If it means you have to go to your senator's local office in your city, so be it. If it means you've got to make phone calls, so be it. If it means you've got to run for office yourself, whether locally or statewide, so be it. It's got to be all hands on deck here now because we are just so complacent. These iPhones and these smartphones have softened our brains. I talked about that yesterday. Our brains are turned to mush. It's literally these corporations taking over our bodies. And in some cases, they actually are. Planting implanting chips into your blooming body, you know, women not being allowed to have their right to an abortion. Uh, I mean, you know, you got one blooming clinic in the whole blooming state in some of these places. And these corporations continue to dumb your ass down. Whether it's Amazon or Apple or Google or this one or the other one, but 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 can't make a full blooming sentence. You can't freaking focus on anything for more than five seconds because you're blitzed by imagery and everything is so blooming instant. You haven't got any time to enjoy anything because you don't want to enjoy it long enough. Uh, we we can't have a silence. You have a you see people and hear people speaking and there's no pause. And then I get told that I speak too bloomin slowly. That's the product of a generation of people in a country that is all about filling every frickin second with an ad, every frickin pause with a bloomin ad, every frickin thing with a sound, an explosion, someone flapping their bloomin gums. Why is it so difficult for people to open their eyes and look at the world around them that's beyond their nose? This is a very critical time. And I did tell you this, dear listener. I told you many times, I told you many times that President Biden and Vice President Harris We're literally standing on a piece of the floor or a piece of land that barely covers their feet, the soles of their feet. And they are literally on an island. And around that island is a huge array of Republican alligators and sharks just waiting. Waiting for 2024 waiting in fact they're not even waiting because they're doing all this now to make sure that in 2022 and 2024 the outcome is what they want it to be with them in power come on they're doing this now so that when you get to 2022 do not be surprised if the outcome is the way that they have been planning for it for the better part of the last what seven eight months nine months It's just absolutely crazy, but it's real. And I said this over and over again, that this is the most tenuous time right now because people, are, I think, are lulling themselves into a false sense of security. This is what I put on Twitter as a poll and everybody who answered it, I know it wasn't a massive number of people, but everybody who answered it said yes. They think that people in the United States are falling into this false sense of security. They are being lulled into it. Oh, President Biden's in, oh, so everything's fine. And it's not. In fact, it's worse. You know why? Because the Republicans are continuing to bare their asses and show everybody that they do not wipe. These people are throwing bills left, right, and center in the legislatures across the country to be passed bills that strip you of your ability to vote curtail it severely you can't pass out water you can't pass out a blooming bit of pizza you can't do this you can't do that you can't do souls to the polls you can't do drive-through voting in texas you can't do that you can't do the other i mean they're doing this right in front of you and most people don't seem to care they just go right back to their iphone and go back on social media It's just absolutely appalling. Then you wake up and then you go to the polls, if you dare, because, you know, some people just don't think voting is good and they don't understand or don't want to. Voting is everything. And then let's say some of these folks go to the polls. Oh, you can't vote. And then they wonder, what? Where did that come from? Well, because you've been Rip Van Winkle, sleeping through the whole goddamn thing. And that's what I think all this technology helps us do, to not look at ourselves, to not look at the world around us, to just look at a friggin' screen. I mean, case in point, go to a sporting event and watch people videotaping the sporting event that they're at. Oh, my. It's just absolutely crazy. You're right there at the event. Why do you need to record everything? I get it. If there's some kind of event thing that happens, you put your camera on for a few seconds and tape and record it. But my goodness, some people are there videoing the whole thing. It's like, my God, then why did you just stay home and point your blooming cell phone video camera at the damn television and just record there? Why would you pay money or have someone pay money for you to be at a ball game and you're just sticking at your camera? You can't even be in the environment that you travel to. And this is what this technology is doing it's making people do all these really weird things. And people have become absolute robots. They're being led by these small computers. They're driving down the street and everybody has done this and they're looking at their phone as they're driving or they're at a stoplight and they're looking at their phone and they're looking down and they're driving and they're looking down in their lap and they're looking at their phone and it's just absolute mental, 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 mental. I just never understand that. And the other thing is, There's so many accidents on these roads now, and no one's paying attention anymore. Everyone's got, not everyone, some people have the attention span of a gnat. It's just crazy, and this technology has largely contributed to that, and also our need for instant gratification has contributed to that, and the 24-hour news cycle and cable news, which is, of course, uh, breaking news every second. I mean, nothing anymore is just news. It's breaking news every second. And not only that, someone always has to weigh in on something. And it's not really news. It's a school boy fight. I mean, literally, it's, well, this person said this and the other person said that. And that's made to somehow be news. I mean, back in years and years ago, this would be ignored. I mean, all this kind of thing. Well, someone said this and someone else said that. You know, a lot of that would be ignored in the media circles from way back when. I'm talking back in the 70s, back in the 60s. This would not be a thing. It wouldn't even get picked up because it's just playground gossip. And that's what happens. Social media has contributed to this. I talked about this in yesterday's episode where social media has been single-handedly responsible in many ways. For the way we're talking to each other right now. Or the way we're not talking to each other right now. There is less thinking involved. People are not reading books as much as they used to. They're reading things on Kindle. People aren't writing anything with a pen anymore. It's all on a computer. All of it. Heck, I'm guilty of this too. Although I still do write things down with a pen and paper. And I know that. There are people out there who do, and I'm willing to bet that you are amongst those persons. We have to do so much better, though. We have to do so much better. We can't leave these black women out here by themselves doing this. We need to have their back. We've got to have their back. And I just don't understand some of these journalists talking about, oh, President Biden's speech was really great. And it wasn't. It was an urgent speech that didn't say anything about the need to get rid of that damn filibuster. And I just don't get it. People are not thinking. People are not tuned into history. And what we must do now, as I've said over and over and over again, is to educate ourselves and educate others. It's so important. If we don't do this, You can kiss this place goodbye and you can kiss your own ass goodbye. It is not going to be pretty around here. It will be open season like it already is and 50 times worse than that. I'm telling you, if you think I am absolutely exaggerating this, think again. This is not going to be some paradise. you got this country walking around talking about Democracy in that country over there must prevail. The Haitian people must do this. And the Cuban people must do that. And the South African people must do this. And there's no blooming democracy right here at home. So what do you think the response is going to be from countries listening to President Biden or anybody else from here talking about democracy? And we don't even have it here. Absolute laughter, laughter, laughable. They'll laugh at you, mate. This time is really urgent. And I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. What the authorities did in this country, what government authorities and agencies did in this country back in 69 and 70, and really culminated in 70 and 71, is kill the American left. I'm telling you. Absolutely tried to put a monkey wrench right through the left and succeeded and for much of the protest movement to a degree as well, although the protest movement's never truly gone. But the American left has, the real left, whether it is the Black Panthers. To me, the Black Panthers were the last left, officially. Now, there were others. I mean, you know, we can point to the Chicago 7, we can point to, you know, the Weather Underground, SDS, we can talk, point to a number of places. And some of those groups, particularly the Weather Underground, were more of a violent group. The Black Panthers are, are truly, I think, the last left that we've had. Now And then there's been attempts to recreate a left, but then those movements have ended up either disbanding or being criminalized or being pushed to the side. Op- you know, occupation Wall Street. Didn't have a leader. There are people all over the country who did this and then that fizzled out. Black Lives Matter now still where it is, but you know we're gonna. You know if people don't keep doing what they're doing, if we don't all do that, we're gonna see that movement just kind of crumble after a year. Well, it's been around for more than ten years at least. Hey, I've I've always said it's been a five hundred year movement, not a ten year movement. And all the people who protested who protested last year around the globe, but particularly here in the US protesting the murder and execution of George Floyd by the murderer Derek Chauvin. All those people should be out with these black women protesting and demanding the vote and the Voting Rights Act and the For the People Act. That's what these folks have to do now. We all have to do this because that means if black folk can't vote, your asses are next. I'm telling you, this is Nimola. I keep talking about Nimola. First they came for, then they came for. I didn't speak out. And so by the time they got to me, there was no one left to speak for me. Well, the time has come today to borrow a line from the Chambers brothers. Time has come today. And we've got to do something. I've been saying that all week. I've been saying it all year. I'm sure you've heard that in other quarters. Whether you watch or listen to those persons that, that I, I'm assuming that you do listen to or whomever you listen to. there have got to be people out there who are exhorting you to act. Because this woke stuff is BS. I keep saying it. I said it the day before yesterday. I think I may have said it yesterday as well. This nonsense about being woke. It's it's this, this kind of corporate buzzword. I don't care who made up that term. It doesn't belong here. You know what belongs? Action. Action belongs. Doing something belongs. That's what belongs, we've all got to do something. You can't let a group of 10 black women be the only resistance to this Republican juggernaut and this evil that that they're perpetrating. You can't let that be. Is that what you're willing to do? You don't care that much that you're willing to let your whole country just flounder down the toilet? It's the Same question we were asking in November of last year. Do you care enough? And, you know, right now, as I said before, I think people are way too complacent. I think the thing about this protest from yesterday is that there are people making noise out here who are uh, not joking around. And during President Obama's terms in office, that was not necessarily the case. I mean, there were definitely protests. They weren't being covered. And there weren't nearly enough people joining and raising concerns about President Obama. And now, as I said, the ground that President Biden and Vice President Harris are standing on barely covers the soles of their shoes. I'm telling you, because these Republicans are just waiting to topple them. And they're trying to do that now with all of these bills. And the media, the news media, isn't exactly helping with its coverage. I'm sure of it, they're not. And the thing is, what the media is going to do, and I don't watch the corporate news media in the U.S. anymore. I've said this a million times. Nobody cares but me, but that's the... The point is, I'm saying this because what they are likely to do is individualize this. Oh, well, this person here doesn't like that, and this person here doesn't like that, and Joe Manchin, and they're going to tie it up with... And you have to call Joe Manchin, by the way, as well as Cursed to Cinema, the two Democratic senators. But that's what the frame is going to be in the corporate news media, I believe. It's going to be all framed around what cinema and manchin are doing and not doing and what biden's doing and not doing when the real problem is and the real issue to focus on is the american public is not going to be able to vote and vote in sufficient numbers to stop perennial republican victories in all of these elections victories in quotes and that's what the focus should be and has to be. But, of course, the corporate news media, pff, they're not going to do that in this country. Come on. They're going to just keep doing the individual stuff that gets clicks and ratings and tweets. And you're going to have people on Twitter retweeting the video of someone saying this or someone saying that. And, okay, people are going to do that and fine. But, my goodness, at some point, we've got to and well act And also tweet about acting, not on the Broadway stage, not on the big screen, but actually making a difference here and now where you wherever you are. Because that is what's going to cut this, not retweeting some bloomin' video. We have got to start incorporating proactivity into our tweets. This is one of my big complaints. People just react, 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 react. I've reacted a million times. I'm guilty of the same damn thing. So I'm not leaving myself out. I'm not thinking that I'm not afflicted with this as well. I like to think, though, that sometimes and when I do tweet, I say, and this is what we should do. So let's vote. So let's call our senators. I can't tell you how many times I've tweeted the phone numbers. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And I've called over and over and over. This is what we have to do. It can't just be about, well, I'm going to go and vote. And then when you've cast your vote, go home and not do anything for two years or four years. It's got to be about continuous pressure. And I get it. You can't all, we can't all be in D.C. or be even out on the street where we are. But we can all do something. We can raise awareness and spread the word to get out here and do something. Because I assure you, if that was your prized possession, you would be all out here demonstrating to get it back. And what you have to see is that voting is your prized possession. So you've got to get out there and take it. And preserve it. And keep it. And safeguard it. As if it were your own possession dearly treasured, personal belonging. As if it were your own child, or your own spouse, or your own parents. That's how serious this is. Do not wait until the building is on fire for you to start doing something. Because the time, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, is always now. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.